In 2017, Romania sent a couple who had never worked together before, with a song that was rejected in Switzerland and with a genre that had been on the top charts since the 1900s earliest, at least outside the Alps. How did this come about? What happened behind the scenes in Kiev? Does Alex know how to kiss today and what happens in Ilinka's life nowadays? Hopefully we soon will be wiser. And as always, I'm Emil Lövström, cue the non-jodling jingle. Welcome to Eurovision Legends, Ilinka Batila. That's perfect. That's okay. It's uh, the name is Bocila, but how you say it is uh, funnier. So you can say it like that. <laughs> it's no problem. Do you say Elinka Bocila? Yeah, something like that. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you today? Well, I have exams for my university. I'm in my last year of university, and I'm studying drama in the theater. Yeah, and uh, I am uh, trying to also work because I have a job now, a full-time job. The pandemic did this to me, so a lot of things are happening, but um, less in the music area and more in the life area, to say so. I don't think it's a bad thing, but it's just like a, a period. Uh, let's get a jump start with some quick questions to get in a good mood. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Let's see if you have some Eurovision knowledge or at least some opinions. Oh my god. Best song from Romania in Eurovision besides your own? Besides my own? <laughs> Very <laughs> difficult. No, I'm kidding. Well, my personal favorite would be Ovi and Paula Seling, the Playing With Fire. <laughs> That's my personal favorite. And I also like Tornero by Mihai Tristeu, definitely. Tornero, tornero, la mia vita ti darò. Tornerai, tornerai, mia per sempre tu sarai. Worst song from Romania in Eurovision. Definitely Voltage for me. <laughs> Why? Not not to make them upset or anything. I don't know. Like I like the idea and like the the showing the the poor part of Romania and how the the kids need help and but I'm all for you know positive energy and let's try and uh, you know gather people to help but with buzz positive energy, not showing the the really really bad and ugly side and like looking for pity maybe it's not for me so not me personally i'm not saying it's a bad song or anything just i don't personally like the idea that much should have won Eurovision but didn't. From Romania or from my year or in general. In general. Hmm. Me. <laughs> Great answer. Definitely. <laughs> Who should not have won Eurovision but did? Oh my god, I'm going to get bullied for this one. <laughs> but uh, 
oh, I don't know if I should take, you know what, it's been a while. So why not just uh, say it for now, Salvador Sobra. <laughs> I totally agree. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Who do you want to see participate for Romania next year? Well, I I could say I would like to see myself. I, I'm not going to lie. I would love to come back. So me, if I do have a, a, a good song, but if not, I would love to see someone, someone younger than me, maybe. Uh, the relative of one of my con- uh, partners when I went to The Voice, her name is Francesca Horta. So maybe her, but I don't know if she is of age yet. I don't know if she's 15 or 16. So I don't know about that, but she's awesome. So maybe her. When did you watch your performance from Eurovision last time? Last week. (laughs) Not that I enjoy watching it very much, but people around me make sure I never forget it. They always put it on. Favorite country in Eurovision besides Romania? Mm, Maybe Austria. Yeah. Countries definitely makes a difference here. So <laughs> Austria, I like the north, northern countries very much. Uh, Sweden, I like, especially in the last five years. I think they've been very powerful with their songs always in the, the top ten. Either way, Sweden is a, like a big power in the music industry worldwide, like even outside of Eurovision. So I like Sweden very much because of that. Let me try with Luminita Angel and System or Tornero with Mihai Tristario. <sighs> this is difficult, but I think Luminita Angel because of the the things that she had on the stage, you know, the the guys were, they had like drums made out of something that was very powerful and I like that. Also, she's a woman, so yeah, girl power. And a powerful voice. Yes, definitely. Let me try! When will Romania win Eurovision for the first time, a.k.a. when will you return? (laughs) Well, uh, Romania shall win the moment we finally make, like, construct a scene that could actually host the Eurovision (laughs) in our country. Because I believe at the moment we don't really have anywhere to do that. But maybe in my hometown, in Cluj-Napoca, because we have a big scene where we host the Antol Festival, so maybe that would be possible, but I don't know. But yes, when I come back, uh, Romania shall win Eurovision. <laughs> Lovely. That went well like a jodling hide in the Alps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your first memory of the Eurovision Song Contest? My first memory is me and my mother watching Eurovision a long time ago, and I don't remember what exactly we were watching it was a very bad song someone sent a very bad song and me and my mother are always like (laughs) very (laughs) very little bullies in our own universe you know watching people sing and perform and be like oh that's very ugly that's very bad (laughs) and we were just watching Eurovision like I don't know like 10 15 years ago I, I have no idea and, uh, you know, like, criticizing something very, very bad. That's my first memory. But uh, I remember watching Eurovision with her and my father every year, year since that. And I was always like, you know, well, I'm going to be there one day. And she was like, yeah, sure, you're going to be there one day. And I was. So <laughs> it came true. 
You were born in 1998 in the region of Transylvania, nine years after the dictator Nikolai Ceausescu was executed. And to be clear here, those events are not in any way related. But (laughs) how was it for you to grow up in Romania during this evolving time? Well, for me personally, I heard a lot of uh, like things and stories and tales from where uh, when uh, Nikolai Ceausescu was still ruling and uh, they're like uh, half and half like half of Romania usually the the older part of Romania they say that it was better because it was more uh, more like um, steady times like they knew they would have a job they would have a place to stay because that was very like uh, Ceausescu made sure that everyone had where to stay and what to work but younger people of Romania nowadays are definitely against that period of time so I am not very invested in politics. I have never been. It's not really my area of expertise. But I tend to think that uh, it is more about what mentality they had back then and what mentality we have nowadays. It's definitely not the best time here in Romania. We are having issues now too, of course, a lot of issues with our politicians and uh, who is ruling and all of that. But uh, I think every country has that, you know. So, yes, there are a lot of people leaving my country now. And I want to leave, too. But not necessarily because of the politics. But because I think my skills are needed better somewhere else, not here. So, what can I say? Growing up, I was very happy. I was a very happy child. I didn't really... Uh, mind all the things going around and people like trying to move to another another dimension in Romania to evolve you know because we were very old I don't know how that affected me honestly I've never thought of that so that's a nice question to think about for the future (laughs) your music career started in 2012 when you took part in the tv show Romanians Got Talent and you were only 14 years old I think I was 13. Oh my god. <laughs> How come you joined a talent show so young? Well, it was very, very weird because I saw they were advertising, you know, participating in Romania's Got Talent and my only talent was definitely yodeling. I had no other talents. <laughs> and that was very, very new too. Like I discovered yodeling that year exactly, I think. I had only found it and was trying it out. So I wasn't the yodeler that I am today, definitely. But I said, why not give it a go? I was already participating in all festivals and contests that I could find online. So I was like, yeah, let's try this one too. So I went there and uh, it was very, very nice. The judges were very nice to me and everything went great. Like they made it feel like I was going to win, you know? (laughs) And then I went home and I was like, yes, get ready because I'm going to be on TV. And then they showed like one minute of what I did. (laughs) So it was all like a... (laughs) But uh, it was definitely uh, like uh, an experience that made me feel that I can do things, you know? It was, I was 13, I was already on TV. Like I knew, you know, there's something in here. I need to stick to this yodeling thing. How much work was it to learn to yodel? Well, at first... I thought it it couldn't be done by everyone. Like I thought you need you needed to have something in your throat or something to be able to yodel. But I was so wrong. Like anyone can yodel, definitely. It's not such a big deal, but 
it sounds different from person to person, definitely. Depends on what kind of voice you have. So I went home and I took that video that I saw, which was a video of Taylor Ware, that's her name, singing this yodeling song in America's Got Talent. And I put it in this music program so that I could make it go slower, you know? Yeah. And then it sounded like it was breaking apart the, the audio, but I didn't mind because I just really wanted to hear exactly what she was doing. So I started typing on a piece of paper, like literally, <laughs> and everything that she was saying at the same time and listening and trying to imitate it, you know? So then one day after, I think about a week of every day listening to this for a couple hours, I went to my father, uh, who was my, my music professor, and I went to him and I was like, Dad, I want to show you something. So I did like a little yodeling for him. And he was very surprised because, uh, of course, he had that same thought as I did, that not everyone could yodel and you had to have some special something in your throat to do that. But he was like, oh, okay, so this is actually possible. Yes, it is. Okay, let's try to uh, to, to understand it better. Let's try to study this together because he was a musician. So together with him and my mother, we actually managed to make this into a career, I guess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a yodeling yeah. career, yeah. I am not trying to get a free private lesson here, but how long would it take for me to learn, you think? I don't think it would take you a very long time to be able to at least try and do like a little <laughs> More harder part is when it comes to like uh, doing things very fast, like because then you need a bit of skill, you know, exercise like every day and trying to to figure out which syllables come after which syllables. But other than that, I think like you'd be okay in like two weeks, maybe. <laughs> Thank you, darling. It's nice of you to lie at least. <laughs> in uh, 2017, you took part in the pre-selection for Eurovision in Romania with a song composed by Mihai Alexandru. Yeah. And with lyrics by Alexandra Nicole. Yes. Which we remember from 2003 with the song Don't Break My Heart. Mm -hmm. And here's a recap of that song. Have you ever known what the friends are for? Have you ever listened to your heart and lie no more? If you wanna count on me, I'll never let you down. But don't break my heart, cause I don't wanna cry. How did a song composed by them come to you? Well, I know that when uh, Mihai Alexandru contacted my mother first, he was looking for a yodeler. Specifically, he wanted a yodeler. And he knew that I was, like, probably the only one in Romania at, at the time, you know? Yeah. So he contacted my mother on Facebook and he said, look, I have a song for Ilinka if she wants to try it out. And I was like, sure, yeah, why? No problem. So then I went to Bucharest because I, I, I was uh, in Cluj at the time and I recorded this uh, yodeling song that <laughs> it was so funny. Back then it was only like the girl part, you know, it had no other part on it. So it was like a chill pop song, like maybe a Zara Larson thing with a little bit of yodeling in it. And it was, I'm not gonna say it was bad, it wasn't bad, but something was missing. And then Mihai thought, what is <laughs> that thing that we need to put in this song to make it complete? And 
nothing nothing happened with the song for a couple of weeks and then i heard my phone ring and it was him and he was asking me if i want to participate in eurovision and i was like um with what song (laughs) (laughs) and he was like with our yodeling song of course and my first thought which i didn't tell him but my first thought was who would ever want to listen to yodeling in Eurovision? They are going to kill me. I'm going to be dead. And um, then uh, I said, yeah, of course. Why not? Let's give it a shot. What can happen? And then I went to his studio and he said, look, I added a boy part, which is going to be like a rap part. And then my second thought was, who wants to listen to rap in Eurovision? (laughs) I was going to tell him, yodeling and rap together, this is a very difficult thing to do in Eurovision. Are you sure you want to do this? But I didn't tell him anything. I trusted him, you know. He seemed like he knew what what he was doing. And uh, the first uh, three tries were three different men from Romania. Uh, They were celebrities, like really known artists. Can you mention their names? Uh, It was uh, Jorge, Jorge Papadopoulos, I think it's his name. And then it was What's Up, another singer from Romania. He's like a rapper, like a cool rapper from Romania. Both of them didn't really work for, for the song. And then he said, look, I know this guy from, uh, I saw him at The Voice, he's a rocker. And I'm like, okay, and do you want to do a rock part? No, 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 I'm just going to call him to make a rap part. (laughs) So in that moment, it was me, a yodeler, on a pop song (laughs) with a rocker that is going to rap. So it sounded like, in Romania we say chorba. It sounded like a, a soup of all the vegetables you could find, you know, in your garden. That didn't really make sense to me. But I didn't say anything. Again, I didn't. So then Alex came. And when I first met him in the studio, I thought, oh my God, this guy is so arrogant. I don't like him at all. <laughs> and he thought the same of me because he told me later, like, he's like, you're so arrogant and I'm like you too (laughs) so then we recorded the song and it finally really sounded nice and we sent it to the Preselectia of Romania in Eurovision and they took it and then we went to participate and the first time we actually sang this song together on a stage it was the second time that we had seen each other in our lives me and Alex so it was (laughs) The the most um, interesting thing about it was that we were on the stage and we were actually understanding each other very well. Like we had a connection, even though it was the second time we were meeting. So that told me like, wait, maybe actually this guy is not so bad <laughs> as I thought. Maybe we actually can do something nice together. So at, at that time, I didn't really think we would win. That didn't go through my mind at all. I thought it was just gonna be like a participation and all of that and whatever. Yeah. You never show the spark that makes you glow. You always run away, you always say no to the right things. Don't try to hide the light inside of you. Today might be the day when you make it, baby. So bring it on, bring it on, I'm a dreamer. If you don't believe it, come and see me, I'll teach you. If you never try, you never be alive. You are gonna miss out on this Rewind the tape a little because I wonder. Online, I read before that the song was first offered to Time Bell for the Swiss pre-selection. Yeah, I forgot that. But they rejected it. 
Yes, I and, forgot that. And competed with the song Apollo instead. Yes. And to quote Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman, big mistake, big, <laughs> huge. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> wow. It is never easy. I'll follow you, Apollo. No, I will never let you go. Well, yeah, I remember Mihai telling me that he tried to give it to Tumble and they didn't want it because their uh, singer didn't want to yodel and they thought it was pathetic (laughs) or something like that. That's something that he said. And I was like, well, it's not pathetic. Look at me (laughs) and yodeling. It's very cool. So anyway, yeah, I'm sorry that they refused the song and I got it. I'm not sorry, actually. <laughs> it went well for me. I'm kidding. I like the guys from Time Bell very much and I liked uh, their singer and I still talk to her on uh, on Instagram. She's very, very nice. So we get along very well. If there's any a chance that in the future we would sing together, I would love that. I really love that. They missed the final and got a 12th place in the second semi-final. Yeah. You said here before that you and Alex didn't know each other at all. Yes. But you had both participated in the same talent shows and were neighbors. Yes. <laughs> How come you had missed each other? I don't know. Like, uh, I went to the X Factor in 2013. He went in 2014. I went to The Voice in 2014. He went in 2015. And yes, we were living like two blocks away, literally, in Bucharest. We had been neighbors for like half a year, but we've never seen each other. He never heard of me. I've never heard of him. It was like, (laughs) it was a very weird thing that we'd never actually heard of each other before. But it was also even weirder that we got along so well on stage. So it was all like, it had to happen. You know, the universe came together and just made the yodeling song with me and Alex work, I guess. A little bird whispered in my ear that you are a great rapper too. Me? (laughs) Well, I, I love rapping, definitely. It's definitely not for me, but... I love it. And uh, when we went touring around with Yodeling, uh, sometimes I would ask Alex, like, can you let me do the rap part this time? (laughs) He was like, okay, you do it. Like, he was very nice about it. And yes, I do like rapping a lot. Can we hear Romania's Slim Shady? (laughs) Oh my God, sure. This one is for the boys in the coolness. He's the top town Macy with a boom sister. When I come home in a club, he'll be blazing up. Got sex on a big flag, saving up. Any he ale, he rail, he might get a del. If I'm bad, he got a right, got a bell. He go, he don't, he might start go. He owes it here, but he never fly go. But you also sing several other genres, such as opera, rock, and musical, too. Yes, I love opera. My, both my parents are opera singers, and I think that actually what I need to be doing in my life is opera and musical. Like these are the two things that I I would love to to actually grow a career in. So that's what I want to do for my future, and I'm studying for that right now, and acting too for the musical part and for acting in movies and stuff like that. And yes, I do sing a lot of genres, but my favorites are definitely musicals and uh, opera. Great. Looking forward to hearing about this. Thanks. <laughs> uh, we go back to the pre-selection. Yeah. 84 songs were sent to the TV company TVR and 72 songs were selected for an audition broadcast on TV where 15 songs got picked by an expert jury. Shall we listen to some of your competitors, Linka? 
Sure, no problem. You can just heard Iana Novak, You Can Never Die, Mihai with the song I Won't Surrender, Kristina Vasiu, Set the World on Fire, and Instinct with Petale. Yes. Do you remember who you thought was your biggest competitor? Uh, I thought Mihai Tristario was my biggest competitor. I liked his song and I always admired him for uh the way that he he sang perfectly every time like he was literally like on track every time and i would look at him and be like how does this man always sing the same like perfectly perfect pitch everything so i admired him every uh, very much and uh i actually know him since i was very little so i thought uh okay like if it was for him to win i would be very happy as just as happy as i would be if i won and he didn't we did of course but after that i saw him be a little upset about it and he went on a tv and he said he taught me how to yodel what <laughs> that's what he said yeah and i was like mihai calm down my friend <laughs> you didn't teach me how to yodel. so anyway but i i love mihai to this day he's he's very awesome i love his singing i admire him very much But that's not true, Mihai! <laughs> okay. With over 10,000 televotes, you won the national final. And that was actually nearly 50% more than the runner-up, Mihai. Yes. What happened directly after this victory? I don't know. There are some parts of it that I don't remember because of the adrenaline, you know, that I had. It was like the biggest thing that I had ever done. My memory just... It's just blank in some points. So I think after we won and I got the trophy, my first thought was, I need to keep the trophy. <laughs> It needs to come to me, <laughs> not everyone else. This is mine. I'm very possessive with these things. Like, I like to keep them. I have a, a drawer where I keep all the evidence of all my prizes and my diplomas and all of that. And I really wanted to, to keep the trophy. So I was like, okay, I need to go home and hide this from people so they don't come at me to take it. <laughs> so I definitely went home with my mom because I know she came to Bucharest. Actually, I think both my parents and my sister came for that final. So we went home and I think we were actually chilling because at the second day we had all of these 
TV shows to go to to be like, yeah, the winners of Romania, who's going to represent us in Eurovision 2017? So I guess that's what I did. I went to all the TVs and all of that, radios, and it was very fun. And honestly, it was really fun to to go to all these and people wishing us good luck, like, do good for our country, you know? It was really nice. It was nice. Eurovision in 2017 was held in Kiev in the Ukraine. Can you take us back to your weeks there? I loved everything about my my time in Kiev honestly it was so beautiful like the the whole city and where we stayed like the hotel and the food that we had and uh, how they organized trips for us in the city and we they took us to this restaurant underground that had like the best food and I'm very passionate about food and about traditional foods especially like going to countries and trying their own foods I love that very much every time I go somewhere I do that so they took to they, they took us to this uh, wonderful restaurant and I ate so much <laughs> that I couldn't move after that it was so nice they had very very good food and the best part of it was that it was so cheap The food was so cheap that I was thinking, how can I buy this food and take it with me to Bucharest, you know, <laughs> to eat with it when I when I go home? I felt like I had a purpose, you know? Yeah. I felt yeah. like I, I was doing something for myself, but not only. Like, other people were expecting me to do it. And people watching my vlogs on YouTube and commenting. And uh, <laughs> I was so happy that I could share with the world my my bad jokes on my YouTube channel and all of that. So it was it was a very very nice time honestly and I really miss it. I really do. How much money and time was invested in your project would you say? I mean from the record company and the Romanian television. I ask because for some countries this is deadly serious business and they want to win and some countries send Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> well, I do know that uh, our mayor from Cluj-Napoca, Emil Bok, which I love and I respect him so much. Thank you so much, Emil. He uh, supported us with uh, a lot of money to our clip that we made, like the music video to Yorlit, which we filmed in Cluj-Napoca. It was also filmed here for uh, like trying to advertise Cluj for what it is, because it is a very beautiful city with a lot of things to do. So very good for visitors from outside the country to come. And he gave us a lot of money for that, for our for our video and for Kiev. So Emil Bok definitely had a big part in the in this. And also my record label, music, Cat Music, which uh, invested a lot in us in the costumes and the TVR, of course, with the costumes and the, the uh, scene and the director that we had, uh, Aurel Badia, which he was so nice and I loved him so much and all the things he did for us. So I don't think if you were to compare all the countries in 2017 and how much they invested, I don't think we would be top of the list. Definitely not. But the time and the soul and the effort that we put in and how we were thinking of every detail and how we were just trying to make people, you know, enjoy the moment, feel feel good during our song and our performance. I think that's what counted for us. Definitely. Because me and Alex were always like, how can we make this better? How can we do this more funny? How can we make it more attractive for the, the human eye? Or <laughs> what else can we do? Where can I laugh or smile at you and you can come to me and whatever. We're talking about, you know, how to make the choreography more nice. So we were always invested in trying to make this a good product, definitely, for, for the people who were watching this to enjoy. So I guess that's what counted. 
On stage, you wear a red dress with some Swarovski crystals and really high heels. Yeah. Tell me about your outfit. Well, my dress was made by Athena Philips. This is the, the name of the brand from Romania. She is a very, very nice lady. She makes a lot of beautiful dresses. And immediately as I stepped in her uh, studio where she made the dresses, I knew I would be dressed well. And uh, I still have... <laughs> The two dresses from Eurovision, because I had two of them, the red one in two uh, two pieces. I, I still have them in my closet in Bucharest. And I'm still thinking, what should I do with these, you know? I am thinking maybe one day I will sell one of them or give it away. I don't know. And keep the other one as a memory. But it's so nice. Whenever I open my drawer to find something to dress, I always see my dress right there. So it can remind me of the, the time I represent Romanian Eurovision. And it was very comfortable, definitely. I was very thin back then because now I can't put it on me. <laughs> I cannot. Uh, my heels were definitely the most comfortable heels I had ever worn. They were so high, like you said, but I didn't feel that at all. Me being a person that doesn't wear heels, I wear sneakers and uh, boots. That's what I wear every day. So it made very, it made it very easy for me to to be uh, how I needed to be to look good on stage. So for that, I thank you, everyone who helped me with with my outfit and. Uh, who made I had this little pocket in which I put the in-ear thing, you know, yeah, right yeah. back uh, on my back, and it was <clears throat> underneath my skirt, and it would lift up like I had a tail. <laughs> <laughs> so that was very funny. But other than that, yeah, everything was very nice, and I felt very pretty. You were stunning. Thank you. You must talk about the kiss on stage. <laughs> Probably the most iconic memory for me that year. I actually had that picture as my background picture on Facebook the day no. after. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Because I had never seen anyone before look so surprised and awkward. It was funny because before we entered the stage, and we knew we were going to be performing for the last time. You know, it was our last show, the finale, that like it would be the last time we would be performing this song on Eurovision. And I told Alex, what are we gonna do? Like, this is the last time. Do you realize that? And he was like, yes, I do realize. And he was so, like, he knew something was coming. I saw it on his face, but I didn't know what. So I forgot about that. We got on stage and then at the end he kissed me. And I honestly didn't know he kissed me until <laughs> I came down off the stage, off of the stage and I took my phone and I saw in my messages that everyone was sending me pictures instead of messages. Like, instead of telling, congratulations, Yelenka, you were so great, everything was so nice. Instead of saying that, they were sending me pictures. So I thought immediately, what happened? Why are people sending me pictures? So I opened the first one that I got and it was someone sending me a screenshot of meme of me and Alex and people saying when you go to Eurovision and you sing for Romania but the the thing that makes you uh what does it what did he say the thing that makes you actually go viral is this picture and it was me with my face in the, and Alex kissing me and I looked like a person that had problems <laughs> so I, I was laughing a lot it was so funny to me honestly I think people thought that I would be offended 
but I wasn't. I loved it so much. And we were trending on Twitter for like weeks with that picture. And there were memes on 9gag and on all these like Facebook pages with me and Alex and people saying, when you love her, even if she's handicapped. And all these things and all these captions for these pictures. It was just amazing. I'm telling you, I loved it so much. I made fun of it myself. Like I found it very funny. But the thing is, I didn't know he kissed me. This is the, the truth. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Portugal won. Bulgaria came in second. Moldova got third place. And you got a seventh place. Yes. And according to the betting odds before the final, Italy, Bulgaria and Portugal were the favorites to win. And Belgium, Romania and Sweden also had great odds. Yes. And Only Moldova and their third place changed the outcome of the top six according to the betting odds. Can you please share your opinions about the outcome? I personally was really rooting for Bulgaria that year. I thought that uh, Christian Kostov was impeccable and his song was amazing. And it was something that was a little different from everything before that. So I was really hoping for him to win. And we don't have a thing to lose No matter what they say or do I don't want nothing more I love is untouchable Even in the line of fire When everything is on the wire We are up against the wall I expected I expected Portugal to be the winner, so that wasn't a surprise for me. But I would have loved for for Christian to win. Moldova, on the other hand, they really, really surprised me. They were so fun. I enjoyed their song every second. I still, if you want to believe this, I still sing Moldova's song at karaoke. Like every week uh, before the pandemic, I used to go to this karaoke bar in the center of Bucharest. On the street, literally with our mics and doing the dance that they were doing every week. And it was so fun. So I love Moldova songs forever. I would love that song. <laughs> they deserved it. Definitely deserved it. Darling, Ilinka, the stage is yours. Hey mama, hey mama, ma. hey mama, hey mama, hey mama, ma. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. Were you happy with the seventh place? I was happy because before I entered the stage, I I remember I had this mental breakdown on the last day and I was lying on the floor with uh, tears coming from my eyes and I was telling my mother that I'm sorry, mom, I can't sing well today because I I had this uh, health issue at the time. I was dealing with something. My my voice wasn't in the best uh, shape ever and I had this health issue that was related to my stomach that I had a gastritis from when I was little and now my vocal cords were being burned by the acid you don't want these details anyway so uh it was a difficult time for me to be singing but I tried you know I did my best so I'm I'm happy with that and I was lying on the floor and telling my mom that I cannot sing well and she said you don't need to you don't need to sing well Ilinka you you just need to enjoy You need to enjoy what you're doing. And I said, no, I need to sing well because I want to be top 10. And after that, I, I went to the stage. I don't remember how I sang. I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> I don't want to know. 
but I came seventh, so it was better than 10 or 9 or 8. It was 7, and I am very happy with that. I'm very happy with the result. It was the best that had been done for Romania in the past 10 years, and that was good enough for me. Yes, I of course, I would love to win, but, <laughs> but uh, I'm happy with what I did and what me and Alex did. I'm happy with Alex. He was great, and he helped me a lot. So, yes, I'm very happy with our result. Do you remember anything special happened behind the scenes that you can share with us during this week? Hmm. I want to tell you something funny. Uh, they had, like these Ukrainians, they had this tent where you can go as an artist and receive free massage from this lady. And I'm going to tell you, if there's something in this world that I love more than uh, singing and eating, it is massage. So I went there and I was like, is this, can I, can I go? Can I take massage? Can I, is it free? I can actually go. Someone's going to massage me before I'm singing. And we're like, yeah, of course you go. Oh, and that was the best thing ever. Like being massaged before singing. I cannot begin to explain to you how much I loved that. So that's something behind the scenes, if you want to (laughs) know, that I really enjoyed. So thank you, Ukrainians, so much. (laughs) What happened after Eurovision? I mean, how was it to go back to Romania after this success? It was definitely depressing. (laughs) It was definitely hard. We had a lot of concerts the year in that year in Romania and outside of Romania. We we sang in Frankfurt, we sang in uh, uh, Spain and a lot of a lot of places. And it was very nice for us, like traveling a lot and singing in all these places. And it was all like a busy year for us, you know, after Eurovision. But it it kind of started to go down at one point, like. After a year or so, those the concerts stopped coming. So I was at a point I was thinking like, what what do I do now? <laughs> After you have such such a big boom, you know, you start wondering, you don't know what to do next. So I'm just gonna be really honest with you because I have nothing to hide, and I don't want to pump it up to sound like, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I was singing. No, I had like a very dead period. I wasn't doing anything honestly. I I. I had one year that I didn't sing almost anywhere. I had like three concerts or so in 2018. So I didn't know what to do with my life. And then I decided to go to college. And I got in drama college in Bucharest. And ever since then, I've been studying. And I have been working on my solo career, of course. And I uh, had these two singles released. And then the third one. And then I realized... That my place is definitely not in Romania, but I am still here to finish my uh, my university uh, studies. And I will be definitely leaving the country at some point. I don't know where exactly, but I will go to try and pursue my career in musical and uh, theater. So ever since Eurovision, I realized a lot of things. And definitely Eurovision remains one of the biggest things that I've ever done and one of the funnest and most awesome things I've ever done that I would forever love and forever cherish this uh, this memory but I need to do something bigger than that <laughs> I need to 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 go further you know to not get stuck like I did that and I don't want to be uh, Ilinka from Eurovision I want to be Ilinka you know I want to do a lot of things the year after your former partner Alex was back 
in the Romanian pre-selection to reach Eurovision as a solo artist. But you weren't. Instead, you sang your new song, Nu Acum. Was that right, pronounce? pronounce? Yes, yes. Great. In the interval act. judge and uh, that was very difficult for me being a judge because uh, I, I was getting a lot of hate for <laughs> for being so young and a judge on Eurovision like people telling me I had nothing to do there and I also had to judge Alex and his song so that was very challenging for me you know uh, be very objective with judging his song it was a very interesting thing that I did you definitely never gonna do it again But <laughs> then uh, I sang the yes Nuakum song in the interval act, and uh, I couldn't participate, of course, because I was in the judges. And after that, uh, the the next year I didn't really have a good song. So every year that I don't actually participate in Eurovision, it is because I don't have a good enough song. And I think this is gonna be very difficult for me to choose one day. You know, be like, yes, this year I'm going because I'm very picky. And I'm a perfectionist, so I don't know if ever any song will top Yodel It for me. I hope, I really do, but I don't know when and who is going to make that happen. So this is what I said even after I won, that uh, I will come back to Eurovision, but only when I think and uh, that I know that I can do better than I did. Not necessarily like like the placing in the, in the last uh, final, but like song and interpretation and all of that you know to be like a good a good product again i don't want to i don't want to do anything less than i did but what kind of genre do you want to sing well it would honestly be something powerful but still on the positive side i wouldn't be going for ballads or anything like that because that doesn't really <laughs> define me i think it would be something uh, something positive and probably fun But I don't know. I don't know. What are you doing today in your life except watching Netflix and jodeling? <laughs> well, I am... Uh, even today, I'm in Cluj, in my hometown, with my sister and my parents and my boyfriend. And I am enjoying very much being on a medical leave from my job. Because I told you, I have a job now. I work in a online casino. And I'm a game show presenter, so I present <laughs> game shows, and that's very funny, because a lot of people actually come and play our games, and they recognize me from Eurovision, <laughs> so that's very fun. And uh, I'm enjoying my time here, and I am actually filming some videos with my sister, singing some covers, which I always do when I come here. My sister is a guitarist, and uh, always when I come here, we sing together. So we put a lot of the videos on TikTok. I'm famous on TikTok now. Tell the people this. <laughs> to search me. My name is Yodelinka on TikTok. So that's what I do. And I'm waiting for my university year to be over so that I can take my diploma and leave the country and try to make it somewhere. I don't know where, but uh, somewhere. Come to Sweden. 
I'd love to go to Sweden. I I actually visited Sweden last year or when? Mm. Yes, I went to Göteborg. Ah, oh, that's my city. Is it? Yes. I loved it. It was so beautiful. And we went to this amusement park. What, what's it called? Lisabari. Yes, Lisabaria. And I enjoyed it very much. It was one of the funnest things I've ever done. But I, you know what my problem is? Like, I loved everything about Sweden and about uh, Göteborg, but I need sun. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand. I need the warm weather. <laughs> If I don't have it, I go crazy. So that's a very big downside for me regarding the northern countries. Because I told you I love the northern countries. I think they're the best, honestly, regarding music industry and all of that and uh, mentality and everything. But I cannot bear with the cold. I totally understand. Give me a call next time. Okay, I will. How often are you in contact with Alex these days? Sadly, I haven't really talked to him. I think last time I talked to him, it was on Instagram a couple months ago when it was his birthday. And I told him happy birthday and all of that. And some people were, were tagging us in uh, photos and we were like, oh my God, look at those photos. You look like a baby. You look so bad. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> And uh, that was the last time I talked to him. I know he now uh, lives in Constanza, in his hometown. And I know that that's what he's doing now. He's singing with his band. He's having concerts with them in uh, Constanza. So he has his own thing. You know, we both have our own things in uh, doing our lives. But definitely we are, when we meet, we are always going to be like, oh, how have you been? Like, do you remember when we were to Eurovision and you kissed me on the cheek and I looked like I was dead? I'm like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> So I will always have a special uh, place in my heart for Alex and definitely he he has a special place in his heart for me, I hope. <laughs> Do you wish to promote anything? Uh, maybe my uh, my YouTube channel, Yodelinka. You can find me on YouTube. I'm not very consistent with my posts, but I do try. <laughs> and I want to start actually uh, posting some videos with my uh, musical Uh, my musicals and opera singing so if anyone is interested in that just check out my youtube channel thank you and check out the fantastic song fortuna mea too yes fortuna mea yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> Thank you so much for this nice afternoon, Elinka. Thank you very much. Thank you, Emil. And thanks to you, my dear jodeling wannabes around the world. <laughs> I love how you communicate with me on social media, share my episodes and give me feedback. You can contact me at emil at or through Facebook and Instagram or scream really loud. <laughs> I hope to hear from you soon. Elinka, what do you say? Can we end this co- nice conversation with an a cappella version of the build up to the last chorus? Of course. Are you ready? Yeah. Yodale, 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 yodale